Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is May 3rd, 2020. I finally stole my pod cape back, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, what's up? This is Kat coming straight to you on May 3rd from the podcast cave, and I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. It's raining sideways. <laughs> is it? Or wow, and that a, sounded like a, a fart. No. It's no, raining sideways, fart. <laughs> Chair fart. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm like a radio DJ now, making fart noises and stuff like that. Yeah, but, we um, have to call ourselves, like... I don't know, Doug and the Wiener or something, whatever they would. Mm-hmm. It's always a normal name and then something stupid. Right. And, whatever. Um, I guess uh, by the time people are listening to this, this the storm might already have come and passed. It's, uh, There's a storm? Yeah, it's supposed to come at 2. It's one thirty right now. Podcast release at 5. At least that's what my it, phone's been saying. I had to take everything out of the yard because we we're doing all that gardening stuff. But yeah, it's I mean I the clouds been keeping have been up pretty with anything. nasty. This is cloudy, 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 mostly cloudy, mostly cloudy. Oh, um, does it not local say? pollen alert? Does it not say it's raining anywhere they're planning on? Um, not on the weatherchannel.com or whatever. But uh, I don't trust. Mm. Weather.com. Well, they are always wrong. I may have just wasted everyone's time talking about the weather. Then. <laughs> I mean, it did say it was going to storm earlier, so yeah. I assume it will. I got to see Ike today. He ran out in the middle of the street because he wanted to see me. Yeah, why, didn't, why didn't you uh, come in and chat or something? Well, because I... Or come because... around back or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I was I, there. I, I didn't even know you were had come until like an hour later or something yeah. like that. I just had to pick up something from dad real quick. I didn't even know the dog was coming. Yeah. And <laughs> I was not aware the dog knows what the driver's side is. <laughs> Otherwise I would have parked in the back. But no. I was in the front. The dog is crazy. I wanna go in. <laughs> Soon. Soon so, it's gonna be so possible. Tired of being in here. Such a tiny little room. Tiny little apartment. Well, I looked I into my dog. getting that spot that I was because I'm gonna I'm looking on moving out, and I looked into that place. So hopefully, I mean, if we do it there, you'll be able to come record there. Like That'd be I, cool. I won't have you to get my germs everywhere from you. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring the dog there. Just yeah, let him loose, maybe. Great. If we're allowed to. Right. I got new headphones, and they're noise canceling, and I can't hear. Me, kind of. It's, <laughs> I, it, I, I, what it, I understand that weird sensation. Like, it's like, oh, it's like when you're on an airplane mm-hmm. and, like, the sound gets sucked out of your ears and you have to kind of, like, yell. But the mic says I'm not yelling. Well, that's good. Cool. Uh, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I could be screaming. Nathan has super noise-canceling headphones and I, like, crashed three plates onto myself. The other day, just like standing in the middle of the kitchen, <laughs> broke three plates, glass, well, ceramic everywhere. Like, it, like somehow, like little teeny tiny shards had like flown into my nightgown because I was in my nightgown for some reason. Nothing. I was like, okay, Nathan will come help me. Nothing. And I was like, Nathan! <laughs> Nothing. What a, uh, and I'm like, 
real I'm like, secure great. situation you're in. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's really good to know that if someone like breaks in and kidnaps me, you'll be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah, he might know within six hours or so. But, yeah, uh, and I'm so paranoid about like tornado sirens. And so he definitely wouldn't be able to hear them through those things. Uh, and I'm afraid that I might sleep through them now that I have like a knockout pill. So, um, yeah, that's not I'm good. concerned. No, it doesn't matter. We're on a second floor of a tiny apartment with no interior walls, so we're dead either way. <laughs> you want to talk about someone else who's dead? Um, yeah. Let's All right. That. Okay. All right, so, format of the show. Banter, weird banter about nothing, then a story, and then we do some social media stuff, and then you stick around and you get to hear advice from a unicorn um, who is upset with anyone who doesn't listen to her so stick around we are talking right now about hope williams who uh no one has heard of even though she was a famous broadway uh oh my gosh debutante debutante i know how to pronounce that word good lord no you don't i say it all the time for some (laughs) reason i don't you've never seen i don't know why i don't know why i say it all the time but i do anyway so uh, we're all terrible theater people because we don't know who Hope Williams was. I n- no, you don't. Stop arguing with me, listener. You don't know who she was. <laughs> I was like, you're talking she, to me? <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> no. No, the listener is, is, is calling me a liar, but you the listener is do. a liar. I bet they do. No, I mean, like, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything about her except her obituary. And stuff about her in article, like very, very short mentions of her in articles about Katherine Hepburn. So it's ridiculous. She was a really, really famous Broadway actress, according to the New York Times, who says like they Just none talk of her about... movies were lasting then or what? Well, she only had like two movies, but she was really famous on the stage. Um and New York Times has, like, all these authors and stuff mentioning how great she was and all these reviews and all that kind of thing. I can't find any of that stuff. It's like, where, if she was so amazing, where is she? <laughs> um, it is weird. But so she, she died on this date in 1992, and I figured I would talk about her today because I, there's not going to be another day <laughs> to talk about her because no. the only thing I could find was her obituary, so... We're going to talk about the day she died. Well, we're going to talk about her on the day she died. So she was a famous debutante uh, in the 20s and 30s. She was known for her boyish haircut and humorous nature, as well as her presence on stage and her part in the Broadway sewing circle. So now a sewing, a sewing circle, or the sewing circle, I'm not sure if it's a plural thing. Uh, it's a term used to describe the relationships of underground uh, lesbian and bisexual film actresses in Hollywood and stage actresses on Broadway. Uh, the phrase was created by Russian-American actress Ala Nazim- Nazimova. I <laughs> meant to look up how to pronounce that, and I did not. It has Your the word Nazi in it. Oh, it does. Huh. Ala Nazimova. Nazimova, cool. I assume. I don't know. So she, she was described as an heiress in the few places I could find her, um, not related to Katherine Hepburn or her obituary. Uh, but I, I typed that into Google several times, and 
read through a few books and stuff, like the mentions of her. And she's, unless you can be an heiress to a lawyer, um, I don't know what she was the heiress to because her her father was a prominent lawyer, um, as uh, according to New York Times obits. Um, she was able to attend, I think it's Brerley, Brerley School, Brerley School, I don't know. It was uh, one of the first institutions in the country to give young women the same education that young males were receiving. It was really controversial because it was believed at the time of its founding that education ruined girls. Uh, they were supposed to attend finishing schools where they were finished, I guess. <laughs> you got to love the like, finishing school. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I really need to look up finishing schools because, like, I still don't. I still don't understand. It's just not a world I'm in, I've ever been in, or could consider where you, like, is it like where you, wealthy girls just learned how to be a wife or something? Or? Well, it's where wealthy, um, yeah, wealthy young girls went. Like, they would go to, like, education. They would be brought up most likely with, like, a tutor or a governess or something or go to, like, girls' schools where they learned to needlepoint or whatever uh, or whatever rich girls had to know. And then they would go to finishing school where they would learn, like, you know, like, the... Uh, you know, manners and stuff and huh. how to, you know, how to, how to eat with like the right fork and kind of thing. And, and they would, um, learn dances, you know, like, cause a debutante ball, usually when you, when you come out in society, which is another thing I don't understand very well. Um, you usually, it's usually a ball and in England, you used to be presented to the monarch. So you would be You'd have to be finished, I guess, and then, all, like, on some day, I think it's just all one day, you get in a white dress, and you get escorted in by your sponsor or whatever, who's usually, like, a lord or a lady or something like I guess it has to be a lady. I think it's all women. And then, like, the footman or whatever announces you to the monarch, and then you go up to the monarch, and you bow, and then you are officially part of society, which means you're allowed to go out dancing and you are officially just husband bait. Like, it's basically like that. It's basically like a really, really stupid, fancy ceremony for rich girls to go out and, and like let rich men know that rich girls are available or something. <laughs> um, so that was a big tangent. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and that's not what she went to. Um, it, so, yeah. So, she was ruined in this by getting an education. Uh, and then she went on to attend Miss Porter's school, which, or, she maybe maybe didn't go on to attend it. She maybe, like, started at one, went to the other. Miss um, Porter's school is a college prep school for young women. Uh, currently, the school's for girls ages 9 through 12 which is crazy uh, um yeah, so that's why i say thought. she might have like left left one and gone to the other um it was founded by a woman who believed in like a combination of traditional family roles with the modern growing trend of uh ruining girls by giving them education <laughs> so she she believed in teaching like kind of the typical finishing school type things where like you know you would I know, I'll learn a bunch of languages or, or whatever you're supposed to do. 
But she also taught them like advanced math and physiology and astronomy and a, a bunch of class other classes that even I haven't taken. Um, she emphasized arts and also required all of her students to exercise 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 regularly which was like completely unheard of like you know girls didn't exercise and they had one of the first female baseball teams and had a class on horseback riding so it is a strange school and i wish i'd gone to it uh, yeah (laughs) yeah so she had an amazing upbringing uh she was definitely on the right side of the tracks if you would call it that you know and usually people you know who are grown up who grew up with that kind of wealth, like can just buy their way into Hollywood and, you know, uh, Broadway, that kind of thing. Um, it seems like she didn't really do that. Um, she, she learned acting entirely, um, from amateur places. She didn't go to school for acting. So she learned at the amateur comedy club in New York, which I Googled super hard. And it appears to be a members only group with the transparency of the Illuminati. Their website just says we've been here since like 1835. Members have been performing for their guests for this long. And there's nothing else to click on except for the members only area. Like, and there's, it's All not right. even a button that takes you to the members only. It's like you log in on that screen. It is one page, mm-hmm. and there's nothing else out there. So she learned acting there. Apparently, she could get in. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she also performed in junior league charity shows. Uh, the junior league uh, is a le- uh, an organization for... Women, and I say women and not females because they are super um, open to trans people joining, or trans women, um, which I think is awesome. I, 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 I googled that specifically because I was like, this is going to be problematic, and it was like absolutely not problematic. Uh, our mom used to be in junior league. Basically, they just, um, they're just uh, women in the community who want to do things for the community. I thought about joining. I looked at the dues, and I was like, "Nope, I don't even know how mom could afford the dues." <laughs> right? Like, I, that's yeah. uh, when I found out that she was paying to do that. I was so confused. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you pay money?" And I to mean, do? like, go work. You for them? pay to volunteer, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, like, if I had the money, I would pay to do it. You know, like. I guess just, they do make they do connections really, with each other as well. Yeah, you know? it's like networking, and they build up women for, like, if you're not, you know. They bring in successful women, obviously, but then they build successful women. Uh-huh. And they do a lot of work in the community. Anyway, I would join uh, if I had money. So anyway, Hope was massively popular stage actress. Um, she was um, lauded by writers, apparently. Her most famous performance was as the lead character on Broadway in the Philip Berry play Holiday. I know that is apparently famous. Have not seen it. Was very, very little knowledge of it because I'm a disgusting thespian. Huh. Um, he had been inspired to write it, like inspired by Hope to write it, and he would only accept her as the lead. But her understudy was Catherine Hepburn. And, uh, yeah, and Hope was absolutely, like, she is never to be on stage. Like, I am never having an understudy. 
So and she never performed as an understudy, and I don't know why she would, unless you know Hope got sick or something. That's what an understudy's for. Anyway, uh, so Catherine. People who don't know much about Katherine Hepburn, um, she had this horrible, stupid accent before she became famous. She started studying Hope's um, manner of speech, which was which uh, was that upper class New York rich accent that Catherine became famous for later on. Um, She studied basically she based a whole lot of her um film presence on hope on everything she learned watching hope act so basically if it weren't for being an understudy on broadway for hope and never getting to perform out there just studying her she would never become a a famous movie actress um in the movie adaptation of what yeah well and then so then in the movie adaptation of holiday uh in 1938 Catherine played the part of the character that Hope had played on stage. And so um, she basically took Hope and then acted her in the movie, you know? Huh. So um, I think part of that is is maybe why Hope seems to have disappeared. Like Catherine's performance um, kind of eclipsed hers. Yeah, because, I mean, once film took off, it took off. Yeah. And, I mean, Broadway's still great, but it's like, you know... There's Holiday, the the play, but then there's Holiday, the film. How many people get to go to Broadway? Hmm. How many people can see a film? You know? True that. Um, yeah, so um, that movie revitalized Catherine's uh, floundering career. She had already kind of kicked off her career, um, and then it kind of started going down. Uh, and then then uh, Holiday is what picked it up and her, and her performance in it, which was basically Hope's performance in it. Uh, well, that's just my wild, vague speculation. Um, Catherine, um, when asked about, you know, working with Hope Williams, she described Hope as almost masculine, which is interesting. You know, she had, like, that boyish haircut. She she walked, like, like with a, a wide stride swaying her arms, kind of like, you know, as... Huh. was not expected by women at the time. Like, that's kind of a masculine way to move. Um, she was known to have had multiple relationships with some of the other famous Broadway and Hollywood actresses. She had a, a lavender marriage with Dr. R. Bartow Reed. Uh, and and they were divorced in 1928, but she was still his sole beneficiary in his will because uh, he, he wrote his will... In 19, let's see, they were divorced in 28. I think he wrote it in like 26 or something. So he hadn't rewritten his will. So she was still a sole beneficiary. And uh, so, three years. (laughs) Well, because, I mean, he was the kind of guy who um, then, who had a private plane and then crashed it into a mountain and was killed in 1931. So I figure if you're that rich, then. Yeah, so I'm thinking that's maybe where the heiress idea came from because she inherited what, however much you get from uh, the will of a person who was able to crash his private plane. You crash your private plane? Are you sure he wasn't uh, fed to some tigers? <laughs> he could have. Well, maybe he was. Um, I was gonna make a a joke about that basketball player, and I forgot his name, and then I couldn't think of a joke. Wait, what Who just died player? in the helicopter crash? Oh, Kobe. 
Kobe. I was going to make a Kobe joke. Mm, uh, maybe not. Didn't work. Don't he wasn't flying anyway. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't flying the helicopter. So this guy, this guy crushed himself. So anyway, a lavender marriage, like I mentioned before, is it's a male-female marriage meant to uh, publicly conceal the sexual orientation of one or both of the spouses. These were especially common in Hollywood when the con- their contracts started including, quote, morality causes, clauses. And these clauses arose from the public's like growing awareness that Hollywood stars were just living a bacchanalian existence without anyone holding them responsible or anything. So they were just like out in public, just, you know, becoming alcoholics on champagne and, uh, you know, sex with everybody, that kind of thing. So and then so these morality clauses started coming in, especially to like keep, you know, everyone knew like everyone in Hollywood was homosexual. And so they were like, nope, putting that in there too. So one of the most uh, notable lavender marriages was between Rock Hudson and Phyllis Gates. Uh, And Phyllis to to her, I don't know if she's still alive, either to this day or to her dying day, said she had no clue that it was anything other than a marriage of love. But we all know Rock Hudson. Uh, I, hiding some stuff. I didn't actually. I thought he was straight. I I didn't know. Really? That. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I mentioned him in one of the Reagan episodes because I think they were really good friends with him. Oh, maybe you're right. I, well, but may, he did. He died been, of AIDS. Yeah. Oh. So it was definitely one about AIDS. So it could have been, you know, not just yeah. gay people died of AIDS. So. Maybe I remembered it wrong or something. But yeah. Well, and then may. Possibly the most famous lavender marriage is between Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. <laughs> I, I am not. I am not. I said maybe. I said possibly. So but, don't sue um, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not saying anything definitively. Can't confirm or deny this at this point in time. Yeah. No. I'm not saying anything. Nope. Not about Scientology. Don't Sorry. sue me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. L. Ron Hubbard. He's he's coming back, I guess. Keep yeah. keep Let's locking people in your garage. Them. Hope's last role was as Miss Prism in the nineteen thirty nine Broadway revi- revival of my favorite play by my favorite playwright, The Importance of Being Earnest ah. by Oscar Wilde, you terrible gays if you didn't know that. Which is a great role to retire to retire on, or at least a great play. I don't maybe not the best role, I guess. Um, so then after that, she spent her time between her thousand acre ranch and her upper east side apartment. So yeah, I can understand where that heiress idea came from. She ran a cooking school and recorded books on tape for the blind, which Edmund Kemper also does. Just always have to tie stuff back to serial serial killers or the Nazis. (laughs) And this is a serial killer thing to do apparently so yes there are books on tape by both uh hope williams and um edmund kemper whichever one you're into for the blind (laughs) i mean yeah technically yeah for the blind it's the i mean that was always the that was the initial reason books on tape were made uh and now it's just oh yeah i don't like to read i guess i did know that but yeah no i can't listen to audiobooks i can't do it I can if it's a good author or a good speaker. 
depends I, on who. I will if if Audible sponsors us. Yeah, um, there you go. Hey, Audible, sponsor us. We'll read. We'll talk about you. You have Edmund Kemper out there. Um, and we need hey. that that one crazy book. Uh, crazy book? That we did a like whole section on. That guy with the terrible grammar, the, the bot, the oh, Russian bot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need to do a, a Patreon thing where we just read a chapter a week. Yeah, totally. That's fun. I love it. Yep, so that's my story about the uh, actress that I don't know that I should know, hmm. apparently. Fun. And uh, a little bit about Katherine Hepburn and uh, Scientology and serial killers. All right, well, um, make sure you guys stick around for the unicorn, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's the weekend, so it's the same info, but... Um, yeah, the unicorn has to reiterate things, and also she takes the Sabbath off. Indeed. So, um, if you would like to like us, we would like you a lot. Please like us on Facebook as Queer All Year, or for a more in-depth discussion and whatnot, you can join our podcast group. It's called the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. If you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram, we're out there at Queer uh, Queer All Year Pod. Um, so make sure you put the pod in there for those two. But um, if you want to get the best stuff, the cream of the crop, the the Cubanos, the Monte Cristos, whatever you call, we have bonus episodes available at patreon.com slash queer all year. Um, so on there, we have um, bonus episodes, videos, ringtones, and uh, bloopers. It's super Did great stuff. Did you just say we have Cubans on there? Cubanos, like cigars. Oh, Okay. I think that's... you cut out a little bit in my headphones, and I was like, oh. "Did you just say we have Cubans?" No, I think what? I think Cubanos is a type of cigar. Um, if okay. if not, I apologize for my. Uh, I uh, mean, gringo-ness. now we now, <laughs> now we've specified what kind of Cubanos we have out there. Right, not people. Um, I mean, we'll we'll interview meta- metaphorical Cuban. um cigars. Yeah, metaphorical or symbolic, okay. or because the episodes are like a fancy cigar. Yeah, <laughs> and for the people who don't like to smoke, it's it's I don't know. It's like a symbolic yawn or something. It's like you don't smoke it, but you can appreciate that it's super nice. Yeah, apparently, I guess. And um, actually, uh, let's do a big announcement. If COVID hasn't killed us all by yeah. July 11th, we are going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival it's in official. Kansas City. It's official. Woo! Yes. We are Woo! in the books. And, and we are going to be there with some of the most famous podcasts in the world. And I'm so excited to meet these people. Yeah, did like as a, well as So a bunch mm-hmm. of them haven't canceled? None of them have canceled so awesome. far. Like everyone is like, we're doing this unless yeah. the governor governor tells us personally we're not. Um. Oh, and today's uh paranormal day, and so shout out to a paranormal chicks podcast who I've mentioned a million times because they pushed me into doing this mostly, and we will be seeing them at the True Crime Podcast Festival. Heck yeah! Ooh. I'm gonna get a booth. Oh, with getting off. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a trio of just insanity. Maybe we'll get awesome. some uh, actual recordings there for you. Um, and we, 
we have uh, better equipment this time, so it won't be like the last one with yeah. getting off. But True Crime BS is going to be there, and I'm going to be talking to him nonstop about Israel Keys. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! July 11th, and I'll be there uh, bribing the security guard to not kick out Cat. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? That place is going to be nuts. Uh, yeah, it's just know. a I'm bunch just of true crime you, podcasters with a bunch of true crime fans, especially with a local true crime podcast that's one of the biggest ones in the world. Is Kansas it? City has. Is it in Missouri? Kansas City is Generation Y. Yeah, probably. Okay. I doubt. Yeah, cool. I have no clue. I just know it's in Kansas City. Um, yeah, you're not going to be. I mean, whoa. You're probably going to have to leave because it's just going to be. A bunch of us. Someone's going to start talking about the Golden State Killer, and that is going to well, end the I'll world. Like, uh, I'll be able to man the booth or something while you go and chat yeah, up a storm all with of everybody. Us. You'll draw them You'll away be from me and be like, every uh, single booth. Don't, don't, uh, <laughs> don't worry about the, uh, the guy over there. He has no idea what any of us are talking about. You can just yeah. tell them I'm a mute, and that would make it better. Or something uh, else. I suppose so. Yeah. And we'll probably take a ghost tour of Kansas City. Just take um, the Paranormal Chicks podcast on a ghost tour. So you can probably join us on that. Yeah. That would be fun. And uh, if you would like to go out and rate and review us so more people can hear about us and and get excited that you can see us live, even though we're not going to be performing live, uh, rate, review, share, scream it from your windows. Um, When you're allowed to go back to work, stay six feet away from your coworkers and tell them about it. Um, And basically spread, spread the word. Um, I'm going to start a rivalry with somebody. I'm not uh-huh. sure. I haven't decided yet. About but we're going to start a rivalry. Uh, we are going to demand more reviews and more listeners and like militant, you know, uh-huh. I don't know, fake rivalry. And they're not going to know what hit them. And I have to decide who. But <laughs> we need our, our listeners to get more listeners so that we can take down, I don't know, not Joe Rogan because I don't want. I don't want to get involved with that biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. Anyway, so um, if you have decided to go rate us, you may now get some advice from a unicorn. The unicorn has a horn, and she is not afraid to use it hmm. if you don't give us a review. Um, True that. But right now, the unicorn would like to tell you what she told you yesterday. Which is, now is a perfect time to tell yourself what a great job you're doing. Don't wait for someone else to do it. And she's telling you that at Horn Point. Do it now. Good you're doing job, a great job, McG. You're doing a swell job. You're the Good most job, McG of Kat. all the McGs are ever. Cat has continued to do this podcast longer than she has continued to do anything else in her <laughs> life except school and work. So, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. That's, well, actually, no. I've, I've committed to bands for much longer. But, um, I am but this, a is, this is kind of ADD. intense. Like, this, or not kind yeah. of, but, you know, mm-hmm. releasing one every day. That is. Uh, yeah, it's intense. And, like, um, not that I've. Not that we've, like,. I don't want to say we've lost support because we haven't. It's just not like like it was 24-7 in the beginning when everyone I knew who was listening to it was like constantly like feedback and everything. Now it's kind of like lulled, you know, yeah. because it's just normal. And so I'm like, 
uh, and just with low, like the social like, distancing, like both of us are. Yeah, well, it's hard to get the energy because we're in different places. We're uh, you know trying to yeah. deal with each other's schedules. Yeah. We're not feeding off each other's like psychic energy because right. like, we can't. Yeah. You know, you can't. But um, yeah, so it's good. This is, yeah, like I said, longest I've ever done anything, longest I'm gonna do something. We're doing Except a whole year this, of this. we're gonna do this. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. This, yeah. not social distancing, but like this podcast, at least a year, preferably just like keep. Uh, new stuff happens every day. So, yeah. I mean, tomorrow we're talking about. No. The day after tomorrow, we're talking about Star Wars. The, the, this year's Star Wars. So, no, last year, 2019. So, I mean, like, you Who know. Who knows? You might look day. back in 20 years and realize we've done 20 years of episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that much didn't stuff happen didn't. on the 5th. What didn't? The Star Wars thing? Oh, the Star Wars thing. It's just uh, tomorrow is, um, you know, uh, Star May Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, and then the 5th is uh, Revenge of the 5th. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I figure if we're doing the Revenge of the Fifth, that's the day that we talk down <laughs> on the new Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't seen it yet, though, so... but Oh, I neither can, have I. I can watch it in time for that, so... Okay. I was kind of going to rely on you. Wait, when? Like, I haven't seen we're, this. We're talking about doing it tomorrow? No, it's the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth. fifth. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, um, I guess I could watch it. Yeah. I didn't even know it came out. Um, well, you can rent it. It's not, it comes out it, on Disney Plus no, it's already on out. the 4th. Oh, okay. On, on the 4th. Yeah, oh. but it's available of to rent for does. everywhere else. I mean, you can, yeah. Yeah. But. I think the 5th is a little short, like the story itself. So I'm probably going to like go off on Disney a little bit, if that's cool. <laughs> okay. Because Star Wars is Disney, you know, so. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Anyway, that so you've got that to look forward to. Tell everyone about that. Yeah. Everyone's like, Kat's going to be a terrible Star Wars fan, even though she grew up with it, and it's her favorite thing in the world. And Holy cow, yeah. we're at 34 minutes. You need to wrap this up. <laughs> 34 minutes. All right. Well, y'all like it anyway. Yeah, yeah. What else are you doing? You're listening <laughs> to podcasts 24-7. All right. So, uh, states are reopening, so I hope you all are staying safe. Indeed. And Staying distances apart. If you have someone on your Facebook feed who is complaining about uh, about their constitutional rights or whatever, just just delete them. Yeah, you don't need that person them. in your life. Yeah, because the, they are not where the universe wants them to be. Well, and maybe you don't need that. They are. They're just uh, not interpreting it right. I don't want to acknowledge that the universe needs bad people so we can understand the good, but Captain Kirk says we do. So. Yeah. Everyone has a has a role to play. Your role to play is to appreciate the healthcare workers, or <laughs> be really appreciated if you are a healthcare worker. Uh, do thing everything you can to stay safe and keep other people safe. And in this time of insanity, just know that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be. 